Welcome to episode 14 of the Squeak and Shout Show. This episode is all about the top seven Etsy SEO mistakes that most Etsy sellers make. Now you've no doubt clicked on this episode because you're not seeing any results or very little results from your Etsy SEO efforts. And that is really frustrating, I feel ya. Um, but it's probably because you're making one or maybe even a few of the mistakes that I'm gonna go over in today's episode. But don't worry though, as I think all Etsy sellers make these mistakes, like I said, I definitely did at some point. Um, so I'm here today to point them out for you so that you can avoid them and start doing your Etsy SEO correctly. So in this episode, I'm gonna share the top seven Etsy SEO mistakes that most, if not all, Etsy sellers make at some point and how to avoid these mistakes so that you don't waste valuable time and start seeing results quicker. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Squeak and Shout Show with me, your host, Sam. Every Sunday, I bring you a new episode helping you to master Etsy, increase your orders, and profits. Think of me as your Etsy and handmade mentor. I'm here to help you beat those small voices that keep you stuck and instead build a brand that makes an impact for you and others. Stop squeaking and start shouting about your amazing creative business so that you can achieve your goals and dreams. Let's get into this week's episode. Okay, so let's jump straight into number one. And these aren't in any order, like there's no, like they're all as bad as each other, to be honest. If you're making these mistakes, you are limiting your maximum results that you can get from Etsy SEO. Um, you might be getting some results by still using these, but ultimately these are what are limiting you and the results that you're getting. So there's no one worse than the others. To be honest, if you're doing any of these, like I say, you're limiting yourself, but if you're definitely using more than one of these mistakes, um, you are greatly impacting yourself. So number one, using keywords with no data, no information, just hoping that you've got the right words that people are searching for. So again, if, if you haven't already, listen to last week's episode, which is completely all about Etsy SEO. So in that episode, obviously I go into depth, but you need to be using words in your titles, tags, all these places that buyers are actually using. Ultimately, the Etsy algorithm looks at your listing, looks at the data and says, does this match what this person is searching for? And that is how you get shown. So by using just words that you've magically come up with in your head with no kind of data information as to whether that is actually what someone is searching for, you're kind of just hoping that it's the right word rather than actually knowing it's the right word. So some of the things that I see, people will use Etsy sellers, the majority of Etsy sellers, um, and this is wrong, this is the big first mistake. They're using the Etsy search bar as data information gathering. Now, the reason this is actually a really bad place to, and it's not terrible, it's just not the best. Um, it's a bad place to look for words because the Etsy search bar will only show you the most recent searches relating to the words that you're putting in. So if you're starting out by putting in the word soap and then obviously you usually get maybe four to five examples of what people are searching for soap with other words um this is really really bad because you're only looking at the most recent so the most recent searches might have literally been a fluke and it's one person just searching for those words whereas really you're not targeting one person you want to target tens hundreds even thousands of people with the words that you're using so 
the Etsy search bar is not a good place to ultimately put all your eggs in one basket and use that for data. It's a good starting place, but like I say, you need data to back up the words that you're actually using. Another reason, again, for exactly the same reasons, is just copying other people's titles and tags that you see. Yes, this is a good place to start maybe searching for possible words to use, but ultimately, how do you know that person's done their research? How do you know the data behind those words? Like, how many people are searching for them? You, by just copying other people's, yes, they might be in the search results that you see, but again, if you've, you know, again, I went through last session of, if you visit this person's shop regularly, you're gonna see them in the results more. So if you're seeing them on page one, that's probably why they're on page one and not necessarily that they have the best keywords. So literally you need data backing up the reason why you're using certain words rather than just using words that you hope and pray will work. It's kind of like when you're using words with no information, it's like crossing a road with your eyes and ears completely shut and hoping that you get to the other side safely and in one piece. Like it's very unlikely to happen, especially like, if it's a really, really busy road, like you've got no chance. And this is literally how using words with no data, no information behind them, you know, as to actually back the reason why you're using them um, is a really, really bad idea. So also putting into this kind of um, using keywords with no data is also not spending enough time in the keyword search phase, let's say. Um, looking for keywords, is actually the biggest effort that you should be spending when you're doing your search engine optimization. Like doing the titles and tags, putting the words into those takes literally seconds, if not minutes. But the keyword search phase ultimately per product will probably take you a good hour, if not longer. It depends how common your product is, how many people are searching for it, the competition. But realistically, the keyword search phase is the longest and hardest bit of search engine optimization, which is why people don't give it the time and attention that it needs. But ultimately, and I'm telling you right now, that is where you need to spend the bulk of your time, okay? And also only searching for keywords that you think of at an expert level or a knowledgeable level. So again, I um, tackled this a little bit in last week's episode. So if you wanna listen to that, listen to it more. But thinking of like jargon words, like things that you know as someone who makes these items like really expert level, like really kind of specialist terms um, is what you'd call it. But realistically, the buyers aren't using those words. So, um, you know, really think about what a buyer searching to look for your product. Number two, next big common mistake kind of category is never checking or evaluating your SEO efforts or looking at the wrong stats and then making uneducated assumptions and guessing guesses. So SEO, obviously, if you're spending any time on your SEO, you need to be checking if what you did worked. Um, if you're not, then again, you're just kind of hoping and praying and fingers crossed. But if you actually check it, did it work? What worked? What keywords are now coming up in your stats as being shown for that product, you know, that you put in? You need to actually check and evaluate. And this isn't on a daily basis. Again, I've used like looking at the wrong stats and making uneducated assumptions and guesses as like the second part of this is you're not looking at your stats every day. 
okay? You need to probably be looking at a 30-day period at your stats and really sort of diving in when you're when you're really at the high point of tweaking search engine optimization. Um, you need to probably spend a good amount of time like figuring out what worked and what didn't. Um, your stats give you all the information you need. You do not need to go anywhere else. You do not need to assume. You do not need to guess. Your stats, if you look at them, if you know what you're looking at, they give you all the information that you need. So if you're not looking at them, how do you know whether it's working or not? How do you know then what needs tweaking to make things better? You don't. So you have to obviously go in and check. Now, again, like I say, checking when you've done some tweaking in that, probably you're gonna check every 30 days, Maybe you check it every week. Um, and then once you've hit, obviously everything's on point, you're getting sales regularly, like everything's working. You don't need to check it very often. Maybe every six, 12 months, or maybe when it comes to like a renewal every four months, like thing, once you've got things on point and you know they're working, which you will know when it happens, you'll get regular orders. Um, you haven't got to check it as often. So spending the time up front by checking it, tweaking it, really making everything 100% saves you actually more time in the long run than trying every month to hit the jackpot on the keywords with no data like I discussed last time like there's so much um not all stats are equal so like I say if you're looking at the wrong stats you're making decisions based on the wrong data so not all stats are equal you need to not be looking at one um stat i.e views visits orders whatever it is you need to be looking at all of them because you can't get the big picture if you're only looking at one of them. And also things like views and all this, the seasonality, you know, Christmas, obviously you're not gonna get the same views in January as you did in Christmas because there are more people statistically looking at Christmas to buy gifts than there are in January. So you can't compare like for like, same as you can't necessarily compare this year to last year because let's use the example of Easter. If you sell something relating to Easter, then Easter moves. So if you're looking at this week compared to last week, last year, um. Easter could have been that week so maybe you got more sales this year because it's Easter but last year Easter was the week before like you need to const constantly look at the right data and think about what you're looking at and use it the, like I say your stats include everything that you need to know it will tell you where you need to make improvements and um, all this information but you need to actually understand your stats Um, putting this is also like you looking at the wrong data and things is if you're using Etsy tools such as eRank, Marmalade, um, or even kind of within your own shop, if you don't know what you're looking at, if you're kind of guessing what the stats mean, then you might actually do worse than better. So a really good example for this is if you're using something like eRank or Marmalade to help you find words um, to put into your title tags and things, if you're also looking at the listing grades that they give, right? So the listing grades are kind of a example of maybe things that you need to do. They are not 100% accurate, okay? I have a good number of D-grade listings on E-Rank and they are my most regularly purchased products. I get numerous sales every month from these and yet they have a D-grade. So do not put all your weight or your conscious effort and willpower into getting an A grade on E-Rank because realistically what what is an A grade on E-Rank going to do for you? Yes it's an A grade on E-Rank but if it's not giving you orders then what's the point? 
So like I say, focus on the stats that actually give you the information that you need to know. Um, and of course, looking at the wrong things, I have to mention it again, when people type into this Etsy search engine to try and figure out, oh, I'm on page one, page two, page 10, oh, this person's beating me, blah, blah, blah. You can't use that as actual data because as I discussed in last week's episode, Etsy personalizes the search results. So again, if you keep visiting your competitor A's shop, you're gonna see them more in the search results because Etsy thinks that's something you're interested in because you keep going to their shop, you keep looking at things, you keep clicking around. And when they're in the search results, you click them. So Etsy thinks that's something you're interested in. So of course you're gonna see them higher in the search results. Um, And also trying to find your products in the search results you're just not getting the right information. It changes, it changes based on who's who's searching, what keywords, what all their past shopping habits. You, it's not, it's a waste of your time. It's a complete waste of your time. It's absolutely wasting valuable time for you right now. It's the biggest mistake you can do. Same as a little bit again on E-Rank Marmalade, they'll give you kind of an idea of whether you're on page one or page two. They can't give you a definitive idea because the search results are completely personalized. So make sure that you're spending your time looking at the right stats, looking at them as a whole, because like I say, they tell you everything that you need to know. You just need to understand them. Number three, which I think I kind of went into or I touched on is check is kind of the reverse of what I've just talked about when you're not checking or you're looking at the wrong data, but it's kind of checking your stats too often and tweaking things too soon. So if you're if you've implemented something and you go in the next day and are waiting for like that spike in views and orders, it's not going to happen. SEO does take a while to implement and the Etsy algorithm is not reading your listing every day. There are thousands, if not tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of listings on the Etsy platform. You are completely out of your mind if you think that Etsy comes around and reads your listing every day. It's really, really good. It will do a lot, but I would be surprised if it does that. I mean, Google does not do that. Google probably, if you are smart enough and go down the route of Google search engine optimization, which I'm not suggesting this is like a whole nother ball game. This is why Etsy SEO is so good because it's so simple. Um, you will see that Google only looks at your site every seven days, whereas Etsy, probably the same thing. Maybe it's looking at it every few days. So if you're looking at your stats thinking, oh, I did that tweak yesterday. I'm re- ready and waiting for the orders. I'm sorry, but you're going to be sadly disappointed. Etsy SEO takes a while. It can take 24 hours if you're lucky. If your listing gets read, then obviously it's got to all be registered. It's got to be understood. Um, and then it's got to be all kind of finalized in the big Etsy algorithm computer. So you've got to give it time. You know, Etsy SEO, realistically, if you hit it, hit the mark straight away, um, you're going to probably see the real results in about six sorry, 30 to 60, maybe even 90 days. So if you're looking at your stats and then going, oh my goodness, it did not work. And you're going in and tweaking things like within a day, a week, two weeks, whatever it is, you might actually hurt the good work that you've already done by thinking that it wasn't working. So you need to actually get into the habit of tweaking and giving it time to all settle down, let all the Etsy algorithm do its work. And then again, when you're looking at the stats, looking at the right stats, that's when you can, again, make the conscious and educated decisions that you need to tweak based on the information you have. So tweaking too soon 
is really, really damaging because you can actually undo the good work that you've done. Number four, I kind of touched on this. They all kind of intermingle, but I wanted to break them down into the other bits. So number four is thinking that Etsy SEO is magic and it will get you sales without you putting in effort into the other important aspects of building a brand and wanting and products that are actually wanted. So Etsy SEO is fantastic. If you have beautiful products, your shop is all complete, you've got beautiful photos, all this sort of thing, Etsy SEO is the next thing that will ultimately get you the visibility and get you the sales. But you have to have all those foundations in place. Like you have to have an eye-catching thumbnail because it's great if you show up in the search results, but ultimately if you don't have that eye-catching thumbnail, you're not gonna get clicked. So actually, again, based on last week's episode, that's gonna negatively affect your SEO because you're gonna have a low quality score rather than actually help it. Um, how do you know this? Well, again, look at your stats. If you're getting lots of views but not many clicks, then it's probably your thumbnail that's the problem. So again, this is what I say. Know your stats and you will know what you need to tweak. So you have to have the foundation. You have to have a brand. You have to have a reason why people would buy from you. You have to have products that are actually wanted. Like, obviously, there are trends. You know, let's talk about slime. Slime was the key product for a really long time, and it's probably gone out of favour. I was listening to a podcast the other day where they were talking about Scrabble jewellery. That was a trend for a while, and obviously, it went off. So you've got to think about products that are constantly kind of in demand or if you want to go down that trendy product route you've got to find a way within your business to be like the first one on the trend or really cash in on that trend and then know when you again looking at your stats and things know when it's time to move on to the next product so that you're not sat there going especially if you make a full-time um living from this which obviously like i say i have um you've got to th- you've got to move on to the next trend because otherwise you'll be left there for months without any income so these are all the things that you need to think about so etsy seo is not magic it's magic in the sense of what the power that it has for your business and the fact like like i said it in that last episode it is almost um, your virtual you in a sense of it's always there it's always working it's welcoming people into your shop kind of showing them around showing them the right thing to buy but realistically it is a virtual you you've still got to have all the basics all the fundamentals set up so that virtual you is at a hundred percent rather than the battery going flat um so you've always got to be thinking about your listings thinking about conveying trust to your audience actually giving them the information that reduces the risk like if the biggest thing I can say is if you are able to reduce the risk of someone buying from you so for instance you have a great buyer experience great reviews you've coming across very professional in photos in the description in your variation choices like all of this is so so important SEO will maximize your visibility if you are doing all this it will take you to that next level but ultimately Etsy SEO, if you haven't got all those fundamentals sorted out, can actually hurt you because you'll get the low quality scores, etc, etc. So don't wholly rely on Etsy SEO. It's not magic. However, it is magic in a sense of it takes you to the next level and really gets you the visibility that I know you deserve because I'm sure your shop is already done. Like there's always things we can improve. Um, but ultimately Etsy SEO gets you seen, but you've got to have those basics in on point 100 percent number five is thinking that etsy seo is all about helping the algorithm robots technology rather than real people um 
SEO is kind of for both, but realistically, the whole point that we have search engine optimization, SEO, is to, on Etsy specifically, Etsy works in a sense that your listing gets delivered to someone who is ready to buy it so that they get it as a, a choice. And ultimately, if um, they buy it, Etsy gets money by you paying the fees because they bought your item. So Etsy wants to, yes, there are logical and technology things involved, but it's all about people. It's all about real people. It's all about thinking about real people, the decisions that they make, the things that they think about when making a purchase. Um, and again, I've done whole other episodes of this. I touched on it in last week's episode and even the episode before that, there was two episodes all about like target audience and niche. Definitely, if you're thinking, oh my goodness, I know nothing about this, go back and check those out. But ultimately, Etsy, Etsy SEO is a logical thing that, yes, it's based on technology, that helps the human buy the product. So if you're going down the route of one of the really, really oldest SEO, SEO tactics was kind of keyword stuffing. So where you go like soap, uh, floral soap, fragrance soap, uh, blue soap, red soap, rose soap, like really, really like keyword stuffing. Like I've just get, how many times did I just say soap? It's just a, a million different ways of saying it like that's keyword stuffing that doesn't work anymore because humans are fed up of seeing listings like that they the buyer's just gonna be like oh like all they just care about is getting seen like they don't really care about me as the buyer like I said literally a minute ago like you need to have all the fundamentals in place in terms of who's it for why are they gonna buy it what is the whole reason that they're gonna buy your product and especially why are they gonna buy from you and not someone else um, so don't keyword stuff. Yes, you need to think about the keywords. Like I said, you need to have things backed up by data. But ultimately, you need to think about the actual human person rather than the robot. The robot ultimately delivers your listing, but it's the human who interacts and buys from you. So always think about the human and tweak for the robot so that realistically the robot can understand your listing. But also if you're helping the robot, you're helping the human. So always think about the human first. Number six is thinking it's all about keywords with large search numbers. So going back to number one, you know, thinking about keywords and not using data. If you're using tools like eRank, Marmalade, all these that will give you specific Etsy search data, which is my um, recommendation. I recommend eRank rather than Marmalade and um, eRank is free. It's also much cheaper if you want to go to the pro version. Personally, I love the pro version, but it is an investment. It's only a small investment. It's about £8 per month. Um, and then if you want US dollars, it's like 9 99 per month. Um, well worth it. You will reap the benefits if you are using it correctly. But again, you need to know how to use it. So what most people will get caught up with is E-Rank or Marmalade, they both work the same way. They have a bit of a traffic light system in a sense of like red means it's not great. Um, yellow's maybe a bit in the middle and then green's like, yeah, this is great. But the problem is that people get so hung up on trying to get really, really high numbers of people to see their products. But I want to say like, are they people searching like window shopping or are they 
buyers because ultimately you want to target buyers you don't want to target people who are just looking for ideas just looking to see what's out there you want someone who's ready to buy now and quite often these are lower searched keywords than higher search keywords but ultimately because of everything that goes into seo because you're using buyers, because they inter like click on your listing, they interact with it and they buy, you're going to get a higher search, uh, sorry, a higher listing quality score than if you try to go for something really generic, really broad, and you don't get clicked because that's going to lower your quality score. So always think about the keywords that based on the data and think about the data that you're actually looking at. Um, focus on buyers and not just getting views because you want buyers not people who are window shopping and number seven and last but not least is thinking at a listing level so thinking on like a product by product basis rather than your whole shop your whole shop is full of products full of listings that all do things to help you in the greater scheme the bigger picture so your shop has many many listings each listing is an opportunity but ultimately you need to think about your shop as a, as a whole um, and by trying to do like trying to make listings do everything to all people you're hurting yourself rather than helping yourself each listing should have a specific kind of target keyword it should have a specific um, target person that it's tailored to um, and it might be that that's not what they want but you have to have something in place then if that's not the product for them of how to make them aware of the fact that you do a similar product in a different design or your shop is full of this type of product so you've got to think how to yes the listing was the way that they came in but how are you going to help them to see all the other products in your shop um, and also stop thinking of one listing being for everyone i again done whole episodes on this but you're hurting yourself if you're not thinking about who the product's actually for why they would buy it how it helps them you know I talk about this all the time but a t-shirt isn't just a t-shirt it's not something people just wear there is a reason why the design is on the t-shirt it's there's a reason why someone would wear that t-shirt you have to think about the benefits rather than the features and who it's for rather than trying to be for everyone so this is where branding comes in i'm really key on branding branding is not just your logo your colors branding is everything that is at the core of your business so it's even part of your etsy seo plan because you're not going to use like i say just generic words that really really are just like window shoppers just for everyone you need to know exactly who you're selling to what you stand for what you're all about and pick the keywords that relate to that too so those have been the top seven mistakes today now you might be going oh i I'm lucky I just do that one. So she's told me like how I need to avoid it, what I need to do differently. Um, or maybe you make a few of these. But like I say, I've tried where I've been possible to give you ideas of how to avoid them, how to do things differently, how to actually think differently um, to avoid making these mistakes. So if you're making them, don't worry. Like I say, I've definitely made all of these mistakes myself. And as I go through, you know, on a day-to-day -day basis, whether it's working with my one-on-one -on -one clients or just talking to people on social media, these are mistakes every Etsy seller is making. If not now, then they have done in the past. So I wanted to do this to help you out and I hope I've been able to do so. Um, if you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, it's there's a lot more coming this way. And like I say, I've done a whole episode last week all about Etsy SEO. So if you're now going, 
I don't even know what to do anymore, then check out that episode. But also, if you really want to dig deep into your Etsy SEO, get it on point, get it so you're getting consistent orders, get that visibility because you know your shop is on point. You just need to get those views, get the right views by buyers who are ready to buy. You're ready, you're waiting for them. I have done a whole free Etsy SEO guide and you can check out the link in the show notes. But also if you go to squeakandshout.co.uk forward slash ultimate Etsy SEO guide, you can download it there. But like I say, all the links are in the show notes too. But yeah, download that guide. It's got even more about mistakes that you make, but it's also got what you need to specifically do to do your Etsy SEO to the best that it can be. Um, But yeah, check it out. And of course, as usual, let me know your biggest takeaways from this episode. So hope it's helped you. And of course, I'll see you next Sunday for another one. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you want more from me, come and follow me on Instagram at Squeak and Shout is my username. I post lots of helpful tips on there and I'm always in my stories giving you even more knowledge and helpful advice and wisdom from me. So Squeak and Shout on Instagram if you haven't already. And of course, if you want to share the podcast on your Instagram stories or any of your other social media, please do. I would love for more people to hear this so that I can help more people obviously achieve their goals and dreams for their Etsy shop, master it, um, achieve the goals in terms of the orders, the profits, all that. I would love to help more people. Um, And if you haven't already, if you're listening on the Apple Podcast app, please consider leaving a review. You'll see some star ratings down there and a comment box. This again lets me know that you are loving the podcast, what you're loving about it, and it helps actually spread the podcast again further so more people can find it. So Thank you very much for listening to this week's episode. And of course, I will see you in next week's.